0: Thank you. You told me years ago, said if you're gonna lead the music, at least read the words, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my eyes tonight, but I can't. I was reading on and singing, I know this song, but I'm, I'm, I'm skipping over something. Let's sing that last verse in the book, is written, saved by grace. He would please get you Bible tonight. That's very good. We've been praying for him this afternoon. I'm concerned about him. He's got to get better or I'll just shoot him. I told everybody the problem with him ought to go and you weren't here. <laughs> Lynn. That's his I believe that. <laughs> Amen. If you would, please, John chapter 6. John chapter 6. I'd like to begin to read verse 26. I'd like to read on down a little bit. Jesus answered them and said, Better be that I say unto you, You seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do, that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will get your people excited about the work of the Lord. Father, we're excited about it. We hear churches still preaching the Word of God, souls being saved, lives changing. And I pray, dear God, that you'll help us tonight to get excited about this great work and carry it on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's one thing that I'm pleased about of being in the ministry all these years. I have some preacher boys that's been in this church and now they're preaching and they're serving the Lord in different places and getting the work done and still having people saved that thrills me. But uh, the work of the Lord uh, today is the same as it's always been. It's not to build more churches or build more buildings. It's not to change the condition of this old rotten world. It's not simply to destroy the devil, Satan, and Lucifer. It's not to clean up our environment. Verse 29 gives the work of the Lord. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on Him whom He has sent. Now that's our job. That is to give everyone eternal life who will believe on Him or Jesus whom He or God has sent. A lot is being written (coughs) or talked about today on this matter of life after death even a lot of people are talking about everlasting life. There's much confusion among Christians concerning this matter of eternal life or everlasting life today. The confusion that exists is due largely to the use of denominational terms by different ministers and preachers or teachers, for instance. Some believe you can have eternal life and yet you can lose it. Now that's a straight contradiction to me. (coughs) <coughs> How can you have eternal life and then say you can lose it? Other believers, you don't have to do anything to get it. Uh, just feel it. Just feel salvation. I believe in everlasting life for the following reasons. The Word of God tells me that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to die for us poor sinners. John three sixteen and verse 17. Also, Jesus, God's only begotten Son, came into the world to die for sinners, Matthew 20, and John 10, and Romans chapter 5. Also, Jesus is the only one who saves a sinner, and Jesus gives everlasting life to all that believe on Him, John 3, verse 36. And to all that come to Him, Matthew 11, verse 28, John 6, 37. Eternal life is a gift of God through Jesus Christ His Son, Romans 6 verse 23. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews 12 verse 2. He is also the author of eternal salvation, Hebrews chapter 5 in verse 9. Jesus is not only the author and finisher of our faith and the author of eternal salvation, but He is our salvation. Colossians one twenty seven. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, God saves us through the finished work of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. But God saves us for Jesus' sake. Ephesians four verse thirty two. Now, here's what I'm getting at. Since God saves us since salvation is Jesus within us, Colossians 1, since we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption, Ephesians 4, verse 30, and since we are saved with the perfect salvation provided by the perfect God through His perfect Son, and we are sealed with a perfect seal of uh, the third person of God, the Holy Spirit, and since God is perfect how could not God could not provide a imperfect salvation then? God could not provide an inferior redemption that might spoil or decay if man did not add the ingredient of his righteousness, uh, living day by day to keep God's redemption from deteriorating. But if the believer fails to live on as a believer should believe he will lose his rewards of what. First Corinthians 3, verse 12 and 15. Now notice redemption, the salvation for sin, the eternal lie that is within us is God's. Not a work, lest any man should boast. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9. Now, all that God has ever done is right and righteous and eternal. I like to, leave, I like to read the starting off of uh, Genesis, where God is creating everything, and everything that God does, and ever has done, if He does something, it's good. Amen? I don't care what it is. If He created everything, it's good. Amen? And so, if, if we have salvation, and it's a gift of God, it's good. Now, all that God has ever done right is right, and it's eternal. Now, there's not fatalism as some try to say it is it's faith and eternal life is ours by faith now i believe in everlasting life because i believe romans chapter 8 verse 28 to 39 said we cannot nothing can separate us from the love of god and since i believe these verses of holy scripture I also believe when one is saved born again cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ that person is a possessor of eternal life John 10:28 says that person shall never perish Romans 828 through 39 says the person nothing that person that nothing neither death nor life nor any other creatures can separate us from the will the love of God is in us now. One born again then is a possessor of the divine nature Second Peter one four. A possessor of the Holy Spirit, he's led by the Holy Spirit, he's sealed by the Holy Spirit, he's a new creature by the Holy Spirit, he is God's Son, he is hid with Christ in God, he is one of born of God, and has within his heart the grace of God uh, Ephesians chapter two and verse eight. But God's grace does not stop there. Now turn over with me to Titus, please. The little book of Titus. <clears throat> in chapter 2, in verse 11. For the grace of God, that brings salvation, hath appeared to all men, teaching us, that the denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glory appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no man Despise thee. Now the apostle Paul, the one whom God revealed the mystery of the church, the mystery of the Jew, that is, Jews and Gentiles together in one body in Christ Jesus, that's the church. This same Paul assures the believer in Second Timothy one and verse twelve, for I know in whom I have believed, not what, but whom I have believed, and am persuaded that He is able to keep me against that day. Amen? Now, Ephesians, uh, Philippians 1 and verse 6, being com- confident of this very thing, that He which has begun a good work in you will perform unto the day of Christ Je- or Jesus Christ. Now, I've wanted to say all those verses just to show you something. I'm so glad we're not the only church serving the Lord. Amen? I'm so glad we're not the only one that's preaching the gospel. There's people all over preaching the same gospel. And the work of the Lord, if you go back to John chapter 6 now, it's strange to me what people call the work of, uh, of God. But according to John chapter 6 verse 29, these people came asking Him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? It's strange to me what some people call the work of God. I know a lot of churches now building big gymnasiums for people to exercise at, and, and to have all kind of meetings at, and they're building beautiful buildings and having all kind of uh, programs going on in the church. But notice what the Bible says. Jesus answered, said to them, "This is the work of God, that you believe on Him, whom He has sent." Amen. I i rather sit down with somebody. I had the greatest thrill this morning, I really did. That that little girl came in, she came over, sat down with me, and she talked just sat there and talked with me a few minutes. She said, My mama's in heaven and I said, I know and you'll soon be able to see her. And I sat there a few minutes and, and talked to her and asked her to would she accept Christ as her savior after dealing with the scripture. She said, Yes, I would. And I honestly be that little girl who got saved. Now listen, there's no greater pleasure to me than leading somebody to Christ. Just as simple as that. The work of the Lord is to get somebody to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the work of the Lord. Now, I believe in feeding the poor. I believe in helping the poor. In fact, years ago, we had a closet, what we called a closet here, and we had clothes, and it got where we had so many clothes and so many groceries here that I had no place to put them. And we started giving them away, and I'd fill a van full of Uh, clothes to go give them to uh, poor people in trailer parks and so on that's a good work it is a good work but that's not the work of the lord as the bible describes it that's just something you ought to do period did you know the bible says you always have the poor with you you can't get rid of the poor why because the bible says you can't it'll always they'll always be with you you think you could go down here and take a million dollars and clean out all the streets and get all those poor people that's begging on the streets and put them in a, a motel summers and feed them uh, and get them out of the street. You know what the Bible says? That they would be right back there the next week. I mean, you can't get rid of them. You always have the poor with you. But it's a good word to go help the poor. And do you know what the Bible says about that? If you help the poor, God will help you. If you always care for the poor people, God said He'll take care of you. So that's a good work. Amen? It's a good work to have programs. I was, t- I called a, I, no, I was in a business yesterday. And a lady in there, I said, Are you a Christian? She said, Yes, I am. And uh, we got to talking. And uh, I said, I'm a pastor. You ever watch YouTube? I said, Watch this thing here. Let me show you what it is. And I showed her on it. And she said, Well, I declared to my time. That's the same church that my grandkids went to years ago in Awana. And we had Awana class and they taught our kids there at that church. She said, I've been looking for a church and I'm going to come back to church there. And I said, "I got to thinking to myself, Awana was a good program. Awana reached kids and children for the Lord. And it was a great program. But that's not the work of the Lord according to the Bible the description of the Lord the work of the Lord is to get the people to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ now I believe a lot of programs got children to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not leaving that out I'm not trying to say that but what I am saying a lot of churches today have all kind of programs going on but they're not reaching people of Christ Jesus and they say we're the work of the Lord no you're not if you're not leading people to Christ you're not getting the job done and I love the Bible and I believe the Bible is the Word of God. <clears throat> and I am so thankful that we have people here that's come through this church and now they're going out into other ministries and they're serving the Lord and they got one thing. And I have them every once in a while to call me and talk to me and preach. I'm glad you kept me straight on what I should do. I got one young fellow down in uh, Key West. Got a church down there and preaching. and God is blessing him on every side. He's on the radio. I heard him preaching the other day. And me and my wife's going down the road and listening to him preach. And I, I said, he's a good preacher. He's staying right to the truth. Amen. That's what it's about. And I'm so thankful that uh, Brother McCracken's grandson, or son, Stepson, he's uh, up in uh, uh, Crystal. No. Anyhow, he's up around the Suwannee River. I can't even think of the name of the town now. And got a church and serving the Lord and preaching the truth. And you think all around we got people preaching the gospel. Amen? And I want to make it very clear. I believe in one program. One program. Anything we can do. If it's music, let's get somebody saved. If it's dinner on the ground, let's get somebody saved. And no matter what it is, if you call it a program to serve the Lord, let's get somebody saved. Let's get them to hear the gospel. And it'll change your life. I like to think about some people that I've led the Lord every once in a while. And I never will forget some of them. As I I got one of the best libraries on Doctor Oliver B Green. If you never heard him, you ought to listen to some of his sermons. Man, he makes you feel plumb unclean just listening to him preach or reading his sermon. And I led this lady to the Lord one night, and I was visiting, and uh, she asked the Lord to save her. And I left, had prayer, and come on home. My phone rang and she said, Pastor, would you come back out to see me a minute? And I drove all the way back out there to see her. And she said, I got something I want to show you. My mother, or daddy one, left her a whole library of all of Oliver B. Green's sermons. And I got all his books and all those sermons. And every once in a while I sit down and read them. And I think, what a change in what God done for her. I went to see a young lady one night, and she said, Pritchard, would you come? I'm fixing to shoot my husband when he comes home. I got a thirty eight sitting right here, and I'm going to shoot him when he goes in that door. And I went out there, I promised her dad on his deathbed I'd watch over those two girls. And uh, this one, uh, she got out of sorts, and, and her husband, I don't know what he was doing, but when I got there, she was sitting there on the couch looking at that front door with the .38 loaded and she's going to shoot him when he comes in that door. And I said, No, you're not. Give me the gun. And we sat and talked and talked about the Lord. You see, the Lord can change things. That's what it's about. I like to see somebody that, that you look at them and, and somebody say, There's one you're not going to change. There's one straight going straight to hell. He's just too mean. I love those kind of people. You know why? I know God can change them. And I know He can. And it, it's exciting to see it happen. We had a man uh, when uh, years ago, the church was pretty packed out that one Sunday, and he called me that Saturday night. And he this man called me and he said, Pastor, do you believe in being born again? I said, sure do. And he said, well, I was just sitting here watching Jack Vinnie and preach on TV. And he said, "He said if I would ask the Lord to save me and He'd give me the plan of salvation, told me if I'd ask the Lord to save me, he'd do it. Do you believe He saved me?" The preacher was like, "I really wanted the Lord to save me." I said, "I sure do." And he got down by the TV and asked the Lord to save me. That Sunday morning, we had service, and there was a limousine drove up out there. I mean, a big black limousine had a chauffeur driving him. This guy got out in his black suit and his sunglasses. He sat on that back row back yonder. And he sat there and after the service he come up to me and he said, I'm the man who called you. He got saved. He said, Pastor, I was with the Colombian cocaine group. He said, I'll be dead in a few weeks. They'll kill me. But he said, I know I'm saved. And he came to service. there he was. I know that the greatest work on the face of God's earth is letting God change people's lives. But they don't know how. They don't understand. And if you're saved, you know how. I was talking to a fellow one day about witnessing. He said, Preacher, I don't know how to witness. I said, Sure you do. Don't you know how you got saved? Well, Yeah. Just tell somebody how you got saved. That's witnessing. Amen. You ain't got to add to it or take from it. You ain't got to make a big deal out of it. But I do believe that prayer changes things. I had people praying for me, and God used it. Amen. We need to pray for other people. You know somebody that's not saved? Pray for them. God can send somebody, and you might not ever hear of it. But by God's grace, they can get saved. That's the work of the Lord. And it's simple. Amen. Stand with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that You'll bless Your people tonight. Cause us, Lord, to keep our minds steadfast on this one thing. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's to anybody. And we can be used in Your work and ask You, dear Lord, to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank You for being here tonight. God's good to us. Amen. Take hand for somebody, please.